stay tuned to learn more about the fantastic documentary called Full Swing on Netflix. If you've not seen it or if you have seen it, listen to Nick and I break it down and give you our thoughts and opinions. And also find out who we pick for the Masters Tournament and learn more about this fun game we're going to play all year long for the majors. And what kind of bet does the loser have to pay at the end of the season? Find out. It's going to be an interesting one. Let's tee it up. Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a really good episode for you today. We wanted to talk about uh, the full swing documentary, we'll call it, on Netflix. I'm sure most of you have had the chance to watch this already. We wanted to wait a little bit, give everybody time to do that before we went and, and gave our opinions and thoughts on it. But welcome back to the studio, Nick. What's happening, man? What's going on? I don't know it. <laughs> oh, what's, what's going on? Y'all been busy at work? Golf Galaxy, everything, uh, everything pretty busy there, right? Yeah, everything's uh, kicking in high gear with uh, with the warm weather coming in um, already here. Mostly, um, it's been good. How about you? Oh yeah, it's just been really busy. We've uh, given a lot of lessons, thankfully. And um, shout out to all my students out there that are listening. Thank you so much for your support and. Uh, and just, yeah, getting ready for the season. We've done uh, two tournaments so far for the club thus far. We have our fun par three tournament, our three club tournament. We just did this past weekend as I'm recording this. And that was a success. Everybody has a great time in a three club tournament. And uh, we got our member member coming up next. And uh, as well as some outside tournaments coming to the club. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been good. Uh, spring is here already. Cannot believe that uh, we're sitting here getting ready to talk about the Masters as well. That's the other thing we're going to do. We're going to play a really cool prediction game this season, Nick and I. We're going to uh, predict all the majors, but we have a really cool format. We're going to get into that here in uh, just a little bit. But first, let's uh, let's talk about Full Swing. I really enjoyed this. I was, I was very impressed about it. I know you and I have talked about this, but... Uh, share your feelings on this. What were your uh, your what was your takeaways from this um, from this documentary? Uh, it was great. Um, it's uh, it's exactly what golf needs, um, especially with um, live and PGA. Uh, that that already sparked a lot of uh, talk in in the golf world. <clears throat> yeah, but not only. You know, it could be negative, could be positive, probably mostly negative uh, from the conversations and talks that I've been hearing as far as the two leagues. But uh, this is a, n a nice uh, brighter side of things to uh, see what actually goes on and, you know, maybe it could spark some interest that, you know, a non-golfer um, would have never saw and maybe hopefully brought them into the game. Yeah, uh, and that's what hopefully... The whole mindset behind this uh, docudrama, I think, is what it's called. Docudrama. There we go. Okay. Um, hopefully that um, that was their main driving point, just to give a good behind the scenes, because it's it's something you don't ever see. You you, you know, me and you know how um, the game can be and how it's all personal and and there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. Um, on and off the course, and it's just awesome to see that. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, what I loved about it is just relating to the players and connecting, I should say, with the players. Um, I'll give some examples as we go through these episodes. And we're not going to talk in detail about most of these all these episodes, really. We're going to just kind of highlight some of the things that they, they discuss. Highly encourage you to go out there and watch this if you have not done it. The uh, had a similar, if you want to call it docudrama, about Formula One. And, and some of you may have heard of that. And I've not watched it, 
but apparently it's been a tremendous success and really sparked a lot of interest in Formula One if no one was ever interested before. And I agree with you. I think that's what it's going to do for the game of golf. I think it's going to bring in some new people possibly. And, and how can it not after watching that? Because, again, it, it, it had that drama, had that excitement. You were able to really connect with those golfers. I loved everything about it, and I'm super excited that they've come out or decided to come out with season two. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I hope they continue as long as they can. Uh, bring in, bring in the guys that you don't think about that you wouldn't be uh, wanting to watch and wanting to follow if you're if you if you chance at the um, at a tournament. Um, it's uh, it, it it's exciting. It it's yeah. a long ways away, but uh, it's super exciting knowing that uh, there is a season two and hopefully more after that. Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of that, some of the tournaments that have been going on this year, ever since they uh, announced that they were going to have a season two, I've been kind of watching those guys closely. The guys I'd never heard of, I should say, uh, the ones that um, you know you just kind of brush aside and and just think of them as flashes in the pan at times. I've been paying more attention to them, thinking that maybe they'll be featured on uh, next year's um, documentary, kind of like Joel Damon, kind of like uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, Fitzpatrick, he was, he was a bigger, Yeah, I mean, some of those guys you've heard of the names, but don't really, uh, don't really think of m- much when, yeah. you, when you hear that name. Yeah. Well, let's jump into episode one, Frenemies. Talking about uh, Jordan Spieth and uh, JT, their little friendly rivalry that they have going on. I really like the uh, the banter that you uh, that you saw back and forth between these guys. They uh, you can tell they have a, a sincere love for one another, but you can also tell that they really want to beat one another as well. They're very competitive with each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, exactly what happens. I mean, you, you can kind of get the sense of all the uh, the. I guess the stories that you hear throughout the tournaments whenever they're in contention and you know the history that they've had together uh, but it was it was good to see a little bit deeper dive into them yeah. um, and, and during some of the tournaments that they have uh, they filmed with them yeah but, I, I, what I liked about it is their training you know they're seeing them train together and practice yeah. together that was pretty cool you know how they did that and that and did uh, did bettings and stuff yeah uh, just on their casual time just, yeah out there playing on their own just to kind of keep it uh interesting but uh, competitive at the same time so right. they can don't lose their competitive edge even when they're just out goofing around right you know right you don't really think about that you know as a casual fan that these guys are going out in practice rounds and putting a little a little something on the line to make yeah. it in a little interesting and uh kind of get their nerves up a little bit and some pressure and you know i can i can imagine that helps them when they get in tournament time you know depending on how much money is on the line uh, during those uh, during those practice rounds. Yeah, I mean it's it's money enough. Based off what I saw, it was it was enough money to you know make me focus and wanna yeah wanna yeah. play my best even on a casual round. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then JT's victory at the PGA they really highlighted that. And and honestly, you know I, I had forgotten he was down that much going into the final nine holes and for him to come back like that clearly you had to have a little bit of a collapse here by Mito and we'll talk about that here uh, as they highlighted him in one of those episodes but yeah no it was uh, it was a reminder there of how miraculous that was for him to come back like that and and take that victory at the PGA well not only that I mean he was playing well uh, throughout the whole tournament and he kind of fell off a little bit and had some some sinuses and, and just stuff yeah, mentally, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. physically going wrong with them and mentally going wrong with them, and he never really broke down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took, what was it, I guess Saturday as a loss and then turned it around on Sunday yeah. and, and turned it into a victory. So um, it's always a new day. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing you can get from that is that you know, even though you had a bad round uh, one day, you still have others. Uh, obviously, if it's Sunday, you don't. But um, many more matches to come to redeem yourself from a bad, a bad round. Yeah, and feeling bad. You know, I mean, how many times we've we been out there to play, and 
just haven't felt the, the greatest in the world. And we make excuses at the end. It's like, yeah, I just didn't feel that great today. I had a head cold and you know, if I'd have felt better, I probably would have shot better. But he sucked it up. He went and got cold medicine at CVS or Walgreens, wherever it was he was at during the show. And uh, he got it done. So, you know, that just kind of testing it to him and how he persevered through not feeling well and, and came back and won. So I, I enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed episode one. It was a great way to kick it off. And I uh, got to know Jordan and JT a little bit better and their friendship and their rivalry. So I really did enjoy it. Uh, episode two was called Win and Go Home. And they fe uh, featured uh, Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, it uh, definitely shed a light on Kepka, how much he's a head case when he doesn't appear that way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Did he not seem like he was just not very confident, not a very confident person? Yeah, he, he got into his own head, especially yeah. after he got injured. Um, but the, the the perception he gives off, at least from what I understood, is he didn't give a crap about the game. Right, And he true. went out there and played, and he just was good at doing that. Mm -hmm. But that's just – he may, he may have felt like that when he was on top, but once he was knocked down, it was hard for him to come back. True. Great point. Great point. Maybe that, that confidence level is at all-time high – when he is playing well, but yeah, he just, I was kind of surprised, but I saw a little different side of Kepka there. I, I did not realize he had some of those insecurities when his game was not going well. And, and again, we all do. And it's not just, not just Kepka. and I'm not trying to dog him out by any means, but it was just surprised me that, uh, to see that side of him. And I've always kind of pictured him as being very cocky and arrogant and, um, I guess sure of himself. And, uh, yeah, he showed a little different side there. I, that, that was definitely a surprise to me. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see. Um, uh, makes me like him a little bit more than what he yeah. used to. And it looks like he actually cares and mm -hmm. um, enjoys what he's doing and, and it wants to win, just like everybody else, but yeah. uh, showed that, that different side to him, which, which was nice. Yeah, just seeing their struggles, you know, seeing with confidence, seeing the swing flaws that, that go on there. And, and, again, just really helps you relate. Love the behind-the-scenes there. They talked a little bit more about the Waste Management Open. Of course, uh, Scotty won that tournament, Scotty Scheffler, uh, that year, last year. And uh, I tell you what, I, I've always been a big fan of Scotty Scheffler. I just like him as a person. I like his swing. I like his game. And uh, I, I feel even more so after watching this documentary and learning more about him and then seeing that that Masters victory that he had and, uh, and then following him around Augusta. That was really, really cool and uh, again, I'm just as big of a fan of Scotty now as I was, if not more so, after after watching this. Yeah, he's just a – I don't know how to put it in words, but he's a very positive person. He doesn't mm -hmm. show a lot of emotion, so you don't see that, but he tries to keep it uh, positive, you know, take it day by day. Um, a man of God, um, that's one thing that he uh, really focuses on, it looks like, uh, leaving it up to him, uh, just going out there and – you know, letting letting what happens happens. Right, having and, faith. Yeah, and it looks like it's working out for him. Yeah. Uh, the only downside that I do have to him, he doesn't show a lot of emotion because he does that because he just goes on and just rolls with 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 the game and uh, doesn't look like anything bothers him. Um, that's that's really cool to see to a certain degree, but like Jordan, like Thomas, you typically see. A little bit more emotion coming from them on their on their bad shots, on their good shots, mainly on their bad shots. But uh, I wish I could see some something like that from him a little bit more, and just give give that game some more emotion. Coming from a guy that don't really show a lot of emotion yourself, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe not me. I'm not on TV. If yeah. I was on TV, I'd probably show a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. You're pretty chill. Obviously, everybody knows that listening to this. Uh, I would think you'd definitely be able to relate to Scotty a little bit because it seems like, I, I'll be honest with you, I feel like you guys have a pretty similar personality. You know, you kind of let things roll off of you and you don't get too upset about things. You're pretty chill and uh, keep it even head about yourself. And I think that's I think that's admirable. Yeah, that's what you can say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so episode three, uh, Money and Legacy. Uh, talks a little bit about Sawgrass. And a live tour. And uh, I like this one. I really like this episode because 
you know, going back to what we said about uh, Kepka, uh, you know, I felt the same about Ian Poulter. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always thought Ian Poulter was just really uh, brash and just uh, cocky, arrogant, or whatever word you want to use there. Uh, but I tell you what, I, I like Ian Poulter after this. Not to say I didn't like him before, um, but I just understand him better. More of a respect thing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. More of a respect in his struggle, his emotions. Um, at match play, losing to Fitzpatrick, you knew how bad he wanted that. And you could tell that loss really hurt him. You know, he's getting up in age. He's, I think, about the same age as I am, actually. And, uh, you know, it's becoming uh, a little bit more difficult to compete out there. And, uh, but I really enjoyed that. What, what did you think about Poulter? No, I liked it. Um, it same thing you, you said. It's just somebody who thought he was better than everybody else, at least from what I thought. A little bit of arrogance to him. Uh, but mainly, and it, and it could it could be how you know everything has changed for him. Every, the age, um, being on the tour as long as he has, um, experience. Uh, mainly, everything that I saw was driven around his family, yeah. doing what was best for his family, right. making the decision to go over to to live because of his family, because mm-hmm. he's, his years are winding down in the tour, and you know, he could go to the senior tour, but he chose an avenue that would help not only himself, but his family and um, his future of his family. Yeah, and you could tell he struggled with that, too, because I think the big thing for him was the Ryder Cup. That's huge for him. He yeah. thinks that's, that's very, very important. So, And being a captain of the Ryder Cup team. Was it the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup? His Ryder Cup. Okay. Yeah. He uh, he talked about, you know, how important the Ryder Cup was to him. And um, he, yeah, I didn't, didn't realize that it, it meant that much to him, obviously. But that's something he was going to have to risk not being able to play in in the future if he went to live. And as we know now, and I'm sure he was, as he was struggling with that decision back then, it was kind of an unknown. Would he be able to? Would he not be able to? And now we know that that's just not going to be the case if you're on the live tour. But, um, but yeah, just being able to see the, and also just seeing the live tour and it talk about it and, uh, and diving into that about the formation of it and, and, and learning more about that. That was nice to see, but agree with you about Poulter being a family man. Uh, that was really nice to see. And, and what people, most people don't know, his daughter actually goes to Clemson, which is, which is cool here in the area. And, um, but yeah, Poulter much, uh, much more, a newfound respect for him after this episode for sure. The best way to prevent illness, wear and tear of muscles and deterioration is by using the proper vitamins, supplements and minerals that you can get from Pure On Main. As a golfer, your main focus is to have fun, right? But you also want to improve your game and reduce aches and pains and injuries. You can enhance your golf game by adding trace minerals to your daily regimen or boost your stamina with Vitamineral Greens. Pure on Main has great options to choose from that also include a fabulous collagen that will keep your tendons and joints lubricated that will help you produce a better golf swing. Pure on Main has two locations. One is at North Main in downtown Greenville, and the other is on Cannon Street in downtown Greer. They have some of the best experts in the field of natural wellness, and they're available seven days a week to help guide your personalized health journey. They not only carry amazing results-driven vitamins, they also provide state-of-the-art modalities such as massage therapy, foot detox, and wellness consulting. Serving the Upstate for over a decade, their experts continue to take the time to help each individual pinpoint exactly what their body needs to optimize performance and remain pain-free. Go visit their two locations or give them a call at 864-991-2726. Make sure you visit their website at pureonmain.com where you can purchase your supplements and learn more about their wonderful, wonderful services. Don't wait. Start your journey today towards living a happier and healthier lifestyle with the help of Pure On Main. Uh, Episode 4, The Imposter Syndrome, talking about Joel Damon. And, and, I, and I'm sure, like many of you listening out there, just really had no clue about Joel Damon. And I can remember him actually leading the U.S. Open. And, and I hate to say this, but I've always been the type of a fan 
that during the majors, I've always wanted to see the bigger names come out on top on that. I feel like that's when the big names need to step it up and, you know, prevail in the major tournaments. And uh, I always got a little bit annoyed or disappointed, I should say, when a no-name person would come in and win and, and you'd never hear from them again. And some people it would springboard their career. Most it doesn't. It's just kind of a you know, a one big tournament. And again, you, you, they get that success and they don't have uh, continued success on the tour like you would see a, a Rory or JT or Spieth or all those other guys. And so I can remember watching that and not rooting for Joel Damon, well, hoping that someone else would come in there like Zal Torres or whoever else would come in and, and beat him. And after watching this, I feel bad about it. I, 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 if I could go back in time, I would be Joel Damon's number one fan. And that's what I, again, what I loved about this documentary is it's allowing you to connect with people you never heard of or you kind of heard of. And um, it just maybe have a different, different viewpoint on it. No, it's, uh, this is probably one of my favorite episodes, getting to know, getting to know Joel. Um, he is you and I. He's a guy yeah. that doesn't, He's good, but doesn't real how realize how good he is. Um, I mean, I think he does to a certain degree because he, he. I mean, he he wouldn't be there if he if he was, or if he didn't know. Um, just a fantastic guy. Uh, battled so much mentally uh, in, in in his life, in his own personal life that he had to overcome uh, with it, losing his mom uh, and you know cancer with himself. Uh, it's just crazy to, to see that and, you know, get to get to see the personal side to Joel Damon and, uh, again, a new respect for him and probably gain hopefully thousands of fans off of that and his caddy, too. Yeah. The, the relationship yeah. that he had with his caddy. Yeah, I that forgot was another, about that. Yeah. Another, another cool thing to see because <laughs> yeah. um, the caddies play a big, integral part into – the success that a player has and yes. being able to persevere through uh, their swing tr- struggles yeah. and um, mental struggles. So it's uh, it was cool to see. Yeah, great point on that. I, I completely forgot about that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that uh, I loved how you could kind of see into that relationship he had with his one of his best friends and, of course, his caddy and, and gives you a, a good respect or insight to how, how valuable a caddy is to a player. And, uh, and how he helped him tremendously through this whole process. Loved episode four with Joel Damon and hope to see more things out of him. Hope he wins some things, wins some tournaments this year. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing when you were touching on trying to see the, the major guys or the well-known guys and majors do well, I think it has a, again, part, partly to do with, uh, their overall success and the way they stay consistent and that's one cool thing about Joel, you know, finishing where he did is because it's going to prolong his eligibility and his yeah. ability mm-hmm. to stay on the tour and just be there mm-hmm. and bring in people. Hopefully, if it's possible, you know, elevate his golf game more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also comes down to how much exposure they get. And this, this, this is another reason why I love Full Swing and what they're doing is they're bringing light to people that they don't normally do mm-hmm. during during matches, during you know media, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, because they're just not they're they're not they're not the guy. Yeah. And now we're forming if somebody else is forming them into the guy that people want to see. Yeah, it makes you tune in. I'll be honest, after watching this, I'm looking for these guys on the leaderboard yeah. now, you know, and I'm looking for them um, in future tournaments. And again, it's that being able to connect, being able to relate. Any documentary you've ever watched, whether it's about Formula One or, or any other sport out there, you really form that bond, that, that, that connection with those players or with those drivers or whoever it may be, and it makes you more vested in what you're watching. And I think they've done a great job with this. Uh, episode five, The American Dreams, uh, really featured Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't have a lot to say on this one. It was a good episode. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing more about Fitzpatrick and how he come up through the junior ranks and 
uh, of course, lived here in America, moved here, and and uh, got his his uh, pro tour eligibility. You know, going on to win the 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 U.S. Open. I mean, what what was your feedback on this one? Again, this this one uh, just didn't resonate with me as as much as some of the other ones. Um, I I liked that as well. I mean, I I liked all of them. Episode four, five, six uh, were probably my favorites. But what about Fitzpatrick? I mean, is right. there anything about that that just... Well, he, he was another guy. I mean, like you said, during during that major, I mean, you weren't really looking at him. Uh, he, again, had to come overcome a lot of self-doubt, um, a lot of people thinking that he's not good enough or thinking he might not be good enough. Um, just one of those guys that you don't really think about and mm-hmm. grow appreciation for and want to see more of. Mm-hmm. So that was another one that uh that i like and it, it wasn't one that really stood out but it was another another guy that you grew appreciation for and that's what draws me to liking this episode a little bit more than yeah. some of the others yeah good point uh, episode six don't get bitter get better and uh it featured tony finau and colin morikawa and, and let me tell you something i told you this already i've told several people this that i've spoken with about this documentary I'm a humongous fan of Tony Finau at this point. Yeah. I, I kind of like Tony, and I rooted for Tony when he did well. And I told you as soon as we got finished watching this episode, I looked at you and I said, I hope Tony Finau wins every major this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not root for this guy? Big family guy. Big Absolutely. family guy. Absolutely. And such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And he works hard. He's worked hard his whole life. Loved about him uh, – being in the garage and hitting balls in his garage. Him and his dad visited his old home place. You could see the the dents in the garage door mm-hmm. where he'd have been hitting golf balls in there. Uh, again, loved everything about this one. This was probably my favorite episode. And uh, and also with Colin. And, you know, seeing a different side of Colin. And, you know, of course, getting to know him better. But, yeah, man, uh, big fan of Tony Finau at this point. Yeah, yep. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a fan for sure now. Um uh, definitely didn't dislike him. Uh, I'd always wanted to see him do well, but um, not as well as some of the other guys. But I think he definitely sur- surpassed some of those other guys, and I uh, definitely want to see him do well in the future and hopefully he has uh, success doing it. What were your thoughts on Morikawa in this episode? Uh, he was good. Um, he's kind of – there was a lot of – I guess early success for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to go through those struggles um, later on. Uh, I guess he kind of has the same mentality as what I thought, um, or how I saw Kepka and Poulter as. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see it that much. You can kind of feel it, but you you kind of got a little bit of sense of um, he knows he's good. Right. Um, just one of those things. It, I, I still really like Morikawa. I like what he's doing. I'm, he's a young guy coming in, making waves. Uh, it, it's Tiger-esque a little bit in yep. a way. Um, nobody I don't think is going to really touch that. But it's good to see a guy come in so young and, and, and have early success, which was really cool. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of uh, connected a little bit more with Morikawa here in this episode after I had attended that seminar with uh, Dr. Rick Sessinghouse, his swing coach, his mental game coach. And if you haven't listened to that episode, episode 60 of the podcast, I kind of touched on a lot of things that uh, his swing coach, again, mental game coach, talked about and what he shared with us at that seminar that in itself helped me have a even even more respect for Colin and I kind of thought about that when I watched this episode and some of the things he taught us and and uh, that he taught Colin so I thought that was a, a really cool thing to be able to, to to mix those two and blend those two things together that seminar and then what I saw of him in that documentary and of course they talked about the the masters in St. Andrews in that episode and that was nice to be able to see that uh, episode seven um, is uh, golf is hard, and we all know that is the case. Mm-hmm. And it talked about Mito. I'm not going to try to pronounce Mito's last name because I'm going to butcher it, but a, a 27-year-old from Chile, and uh, his PGA uh, championship loss, that was another one You know that was coming down the stretch. And I kind of rooted for the guy to not win because I want to see Zalatoris win, and yeah. now I feel bad about it because after hearing the story and seeing the story, 
I wish Mito would have won now. All the adversity he's gone through and to do that well and then lose, God, I feel, I feel terrible for the guy now. Yeah. Um, it's just another personal side to, uh, to, a, to a player, to the family, to his, I, I think, wife. Um, it was just, it's not only, it's not only the player, it's also the spouse, uh, the family that you get to see. And it's, uh, another good one. Yeah. Another, another one you're going to root for if he's, if he's in contention that week, um, or just wanting to see possibly win mm-hmm. that week. So, uh, another great episode. Same thing with the Thigala. Yeah. Um, young, young kid has a lot to learn. He had, um, some pretty good success, but also um, uh, faced some some serious, uh, I guess, trials and tribulation yes. in his game. Yes. Um, uh, emotional moments with his dad. His dad was a huge impact on him, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty relatable. Um, so uh, it was it was cool to see that side. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And to seeing their relationship, that was he kind of broke down his dad's shoulder uh, after that tournament. That uh, I think it was the waste management, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was very, very inspirational. And then finally, episode eight. Uh, everything has led to this, and pretty much the entire episode featured Rory. What did? You, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, it was just kind of like episode one. It uh, it was good to see uh, another side of Rory. Um, I believe he decided to joined this series, this docu-series, uh, docu-drama, um, later on, and this is how they ended. Oh, they did? Was, he did what? I, he wasn't on board from the beginning? I don't think so. Not from what I was seeing, um, but uh, I guess he changed his mind, and yeah, which was good. Uh, we need more people like that to, to, to do that. I know he's the, the face of, of golf, really, now. Right. The, I guess the forefront of golf. And it was it was good good way to end this the series this, the season with him. Yeah. Nothing again really stood out too much with with this episode. I mean, uh, we see we see Rory constantly right. uh, throughout golf. But again, another another great side to see and appreciation mm-hmm. uh, have appreciation for in, in in this and in this episode, uh, this series, and then with with Rory. Agree, agree, and yeah, Rory is clearly the face of the PGA Tour at this point, and uh, you can definitely uh, see his allegiance there to PGA to the PGA Tour, and and I highly respect that about him. Let's see if this year he gets that major again. Let's yeah. see if he. Uh, I know this. He kind of talked about that how it's become a big uh, gorilla on his back at this point. That he's just been well almost ten years since he's won a major again. So you know yeah. he wants that bad. So for that reason, I'm really going to pay close attention to Rory and these majors to see if he finally gets that done. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. This is another thing that you're trying to to root for is mm-hmm. is to, to create to complete his Grand Slam and and uh, not many people can say that they've done it and he's very close, mm-hmm. very close and can taste it. So yeah, uh, his game is coming together quite nicely and um he has a very very high chance with um with the masters this year and how how he's led himself to this moment absolutely well those are our thoughts on the docudrama docuseries whatever you want to call it full swing on netflix again if you've not checked that out yet please go do so you will highly enjoy it it will give you a much bigger appreciation for our game and for these players, for their caddies, for their families, and what they have to endure as well. Can't say enough great things about this, and I think it's wonderful for the game of golf, and I know it will help grow this game even more so. And looking forward to season number two of Full Swing. This season, Nick and I have decided we're going to do something I think it's going to be pretty fun. We're going to predict the majors all season long, but we're going to do it in a different way. We're going to have four head-to-head matches for every major. And so how, this is how we're going to do this. For the Masters, we're going to flip a coin. All right, and so whoever wins the coin toss gets to pick first. And so whoever picks first, 
the next person, either Nick or I, has to come up with an opponent for that person. So we're going to have four head-to-head matches. If we win the match, we get a point. If one of our picks finishes in the top ten, we get a bonus point. And if one of our picks wins the Masters, we get three points. We're going to keep track of the points all season long. So at the end of the season, whoever wins gets to have bragging rights, but whoever loses has to pay the bet. And the bet is going to be whoever loses has to sit down and muster up the strength to eat some very hot wings with some really hot sauce on it, like bringing a tear to your eye hot wings. And we're going to record this and put it on the Go Forth Golf IG page and also the TikTok page and Facebook page. But that in itself is going to be fun to watch because I tell you what, if I lose, I can't stand hot stuff. Spicy stuff, just just keep it away. I'm not a big spicy guy, much less eating something that's fiery hot. Uh, Yeah, that's not my favorite thing, so I'm praying I don't lose this thing. But yeah, it's going to be a fun payoff. Again, whoever loses has to eat some really hot wings, and we're going to record that. And uh, Because I don't know about you, Nick. I don't like that stuff, but I know you can muster it up better than I can. But this stuff's going to be like volcano hot. Yeah, um, I'm not not great with with hot stuff either. I usually go for the mild, and yeah. sometimes that can be a little too hot. The so. Teriyaki. Um, yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna heat up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's gonna be sweating. Somebody's gonna feel the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably gonna hurt the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking forward to it if I lose. So yeah, one of those things where your where your eyelids sweat. That's hot. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's see how this shakes out. So. Again, we're going to do this for every major, and then whoever has the most points at the end of the season will be the victor. All right, so I'm going to flip a coin. Let's see who I'm going to let you call it, Nick. In the air? In the air. Ready? Tails. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Let me do that flip again. What is it? Heads. Heads it is. Mm. Dadgummit. Good thing I changed it. Yeah, no doubt. I think we need to go with tails. That's what you said first. Well, well, we had to redo the... Flip, so I got to redo on the pick. All right. All right. So, who are you going to pick? Who's your first pick uh, for the Masters? Um, it's it's a tough one. Uh, there's a lot. There's the top three guys in the world that you uh, want to pick to be your number one to represent, um, to potentially win it, but mainly. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking at a couple of things. Not only for somebody to win it, it's it's hard to predict somebody one person to win uh, a, a tournament with a lot of people in it. Uh, but where you think they're going to finish and their overall consistency that they've created leading up to this point. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's probably going to be predicted, and um, I don't really want to pick him, but I know I need to just because how well he's performed um, as far as my first pick goes. But it's uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Scheffler. I figured. I figured. All right, so Scotty Scheffler. So now I've got to have a pick to go head-to-head with Scotty that I think is going to finish ahead of Scotty at the Masters if my pick does finish ahead of yours i get a point like mm-hmm. i said earlier if they happen to tie let's just say they both finish five under we get half a point yeah that's fair we split it all right okay so you picked scheffler who do i want to go head to head with scheffler i am going to go with a guy that i feel plays very well at augusta i think that it's his time i think that he has been close on many occasions, and I think this year could be the year that he does it. I'm going with Mr. John Rahm. Mm. All right. Figured you were going to go with uh, Rory. No. No, but I do get the next pick first, right? So I get to pick first next, since you pick first on this one. So that's our first head-to-head. Nick's got Scotty Scheffler. I've got John Rahm. Let's see who comes out on top at the Masters. All right. Pick number two. Who am I going to go with? This one's tough. I mean, there's a lot of good players here. Uh, and I've done my research, Nick. I'm here to tell you I've done my research. I mean, I've looked at uh, where these guys have finished year in and year out. And i got to tell you, I'm going with Rory. I figured. I figured. I mean, I think, you know, th- is he going to win? I don't know. 
we you know we know he's come close. We know he wants it. We know that's the last feather in his cap that he needs. Mm-hmm. Can he get it done this year? I'm betting that he will. So we'll see. I'm going with uh, going with uh, going with our guy McElroy. All right. Well, I'm going to go with um, Thomas. Mm. Um, just because uh, he he only has one major and he's won it twice. Yeah. And he's looking to take that next step to completing his Grand Slam. Um, and I think he is a perfect candidate for that to go head-to-head with Rory uh, because he can come out swinging, and he can come out swinging hard. Uh, but one downside to him is he can fall hard sometimes too, but just like anybody else. So uh, I think he'll be a good head-to-head matchup with Rory. Okay, all right. Don't blame me on that one. All right, you get the first pick. Um, it, it starts to get a little tough here. It does. One guy, I'm just going to go based off of just purely wanting to see this this guy succeed. And based on his age, I didn't realize how old he was. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Max Homa. Max Homa? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think uh, I'm going go to go out on a limb here and, uh, and pick him. Hopefully he uh, does me right. And finishes somewhere towards the top. Uh, I, I would like to see him win it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he seems like a very uh, genuine guy, very cool guy, uh, laid back, relaxed kind of guy. Um, but has produced fairly consistent throughout, I guess this year and a little bit of last year as well. So uh, he he's he's starting to piece some stuff together and maybe he can find some success. Okay, interesting. Did not see that one coming. All right, so who am I going to have go head-to-head with Homa? I'm going out. I mean, I call it going out on a limb here, but uh, this guy has finished in the top five in two out of the last three Masters, and he finished in the top ten the year that Matsuyama won. This guy's been getting some some heat lately for a decision that he made to leave the PGA Tour. And uh, but again, I, he's always played well at Augusta. I'm going to bank on the fact he's going to play well this year and have something to prove and uh, kind of quiet the naysayers for his decision to leave and go to the live tour. My pick to go head to head with Homa, Cam Smith. Okay, all right, that's a good one. Yeah, man, I feel good about that one. All right, so one thing I don't know if you covered is we can't, even though we've the players that we pick, we cannot pick to go head-to-head against somebody else. So the picks I have, you cannot pick later on. That makes sense. Later on in the majors? No, in the tournament. So we were discussing this before on if I pick Rory to go head-to-head with whoever and you wanted to pick Rory later yeah, on. Yeah, we can't pick the same guy. No, we cannot yeah, yeah. pick the same guy. Exactly. No, yeah, they're definitely – and that's where it goes into if they pick and finish in the top ten – we get bonus picks, or if they win, right, won't do us any good if we pick the same guy. Right, yeah. it just gives more incentive for um, points because yep. we we're having to stick with our guys, and uh, we're not going to have similar success if right. we're trying to go with the same guy. Just competing against somebody else within our four guys. Right, right. Okay, so that's our third matchup. All right, so this is getting tougher. My turn to go here. Our last head-to-head matchup. I am going to go with a guy, again, that has played well in the Masters. He finished in the top 10 a couple of years ago. And he actually played in the final group with Tiger the year he won it. Guy that I said earlier, that I'm a huge fan of now. I'm going with Tony Finau. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was thinking about him. Uh, he's a really good one. Um, this is tough. All right, I, I'll. Uh, there, there's there's so many guys. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to really choose. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go based off of consistency, his ups and downs. Uh, another guy I would really like to see. He's done fairly well um, at the Masters, uh, and that's gonna be uh, Xander Shoffley. Okay, Xander. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's, he's got consistent. A, he, yeah, again, he, is. he has his ups and downs, just like uh, Mr. Fino. Um, yeah, 
we'll uh we'll see i think again that's a uh, very competitive matchup okay uh, it can go either way for for either one of them it can and you know and he's got still got some a bad taste in his mouth that year he lost to matsuyama he, he had it uh playing well down the stretch dumped it in the water on 16 that year and you know it's kind of haunting him mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean no i get that i think that would be i think that's a good pick plays well down there at augusta okay so we've got our matchups first matchup nick picks scotty scheffler I picked John Rahm. Second matchup, I picked Rory. Nick picked JT, Justin Thomas. Third head-to-head matchup, Nick goes with Max Homa, and I go with Cam Smith. And then the fifth, ma- the fourth matchup, I go with Tony Finau, and Nick goes with Xander Shoffley. So that's our head-to-heads. Again, whoever wins gets a point on each one. And now we're going to throw a little. Uh, let's throw a little wrinkle into this. All right. Little extra, uh, little extra bet here going. Little extra bet here. How about we pick someone that is outside of the top fifty? One guy. Okay. And if my guy finishes out of your guy, or vice versa, we get a point. How okay. about that? All right. All right. All right. So we're gonna go with a guy outside of the top fifty. It's in the Masters field. Got an invite to the Masters this year. You got the first pick. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? Uh, there's a lot of guys that I was looking at. Um, I was going to go with somebody that's um, um, still trying to make waves, like a, like a Taylor Gooch, uh, like a like a Mito. Yeah. Um, I also looked at uh, Harold Harold Varner. Yeah. Uh, he's a good one. Yeah. Um, I really want to go with Ricky Fowler, but I don't think he's in. I don't think he's in. No, he's not in. No, just because he disappeared for a while and right. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with a former winner because I know he's gonna be there. Yeah, no longer on tour, so he has something to prove. Yep. Uh, he's had lots of success in major events, and that's going to be Dustin Johnson. Okay. All right, going old DJ. All right. Well, that's that's a tough one for me because I kind of was wanting to go with him too. Uh, don't blame me on that one. And of course, because of all the live stuff, it puts him outside the, the top 50 in world rank. I think currently he's like 68th. So good pick. Good pick. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that I don't really care too much for. Um, another past winner outside the top 50, but he plays well at Augusta. He likes Augusta. I'm going with Patrick Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to to Patrick Reed this weekend. You basically oh my have to go with a guy that has won in the past. Yeah, um, outside that outside that top fifty ranking because those are those are guarantees because they are past winners. Yeah. All right. So your our bonus pick. You're going outside the top fifty. You're going with Dustin. I'm going with Patrick Reed. If one of those whoever finishes on top gives us a point. So that's our uh, that's our picks. We have our head to head again. Remember, if one of our guys finish in the top ten, we get one other bonus point, and if one of our picks wins the Masters, we get three bonus points. We will come back on the next episode, and I will give you an update on who won this pick. Of course, you can keep up with it yourself if you'd like to. Write our picks down as you're watching the Masters. See if Nick's coming out on top. See if I'm coming out on top. And if you're more than welcome to send us uh, whoever wins. Uh, congratulations. Uh, do that. Tag us on our Instagram page, Go Forth Golf on IG and uh, Go Forth Golf Instruction on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Can't wait, man. This is going to make things exciting. I'm, I'm really super excited about this. And again, we're going to do this for every major this year. And let's see who has to pay that uh, very hot, spicy debt at the end of the season. It's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we've got three more tournaments. Uh, we got a good one to, to kick us off. Um, some good picks. I'm excited. It's going to definitely, uh, you know, I'm already invested in the Masters just like everybody else, but uh, a little bit more special this year. Um, looking for the guys that we picked. Mm-hmm. That's going to draw my attention and my uh, pique my interest a little bit more, even more this year. Uh, all I know is I'm going to be laughing my rear end off watching you eat that hot sauce on that hot wing and crying and sweating over it. Cannot wait. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Congratulations, my friend. You have completed another episode. I greatly appreciate it more than you can possibly know. I know I say this every single episode, but I mean it. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Really do appreciate your support. I won't do this without you, so thank you so much. As a reminder, go out there and follow my new Instagram page. It's Go Forth Golf, and also my TikTok page, Go Forth Golf as well. And you can continue to follow me on the Facebook page, Go Forth Golf Instruction. I am posting some really cool reels, as you've probably already seen. And they're going to be really nice instructional tips throughout the year. And from really from here on out, uh, just reminders of how to do certain things in your golf game. Maybe it's your swing. Maybe it's the mental side of your game. Whatever it may be. Just some really informative videos that can help you. And pass the word along to those you may know that play the game and you think would benefit from these from these videos. I really appreciate it. Also, I'm going to post them on my YouTube channel. I've been a little bit quiet on my YouTube channel for a few years. And so these videos that I'm doing, I'm going to put on that YouTube channel as well. Again, that's Go Forth Golf on YouTube. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You'll get alerts as to when new episodes drop. And also, make sure you go out there and share this episode or any other episode, for that matter, and tag me in it. Remember, I'm doing a drawing at the end of the year, and you have a chance to win some fantastic prizes. So go out there, share the podcast, tag me in it, and I will put you in the drawing for those prizes. Again, I say this every episode as well. This podcast is for you. I want to hear from you. I want to interact with you. I want to be able to help you with your game. So if you have ideas, you have topics that you want me to discuss, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Reach out to me on all those social media handles, or you can email me at scoforth at pga.com. The next episode will drop on Wednesday, April 19th. I have another really good interview. You don't want to miss out on this interview that I'll be posting on April the 19th. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight. Keep hitting those greens in regulation. Keep draining those putts. And most of all, keep getting out there and having a great time. Don't lose sight of that. Remember, don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because remember when you put somebody else before yourself, you do a kind deed for someone else, it makes you feel great. It makes them feel great as well. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.